Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message from Senior Pastor John Lofton. Here, let's go into In the Beginnings, part four, part four, part four. So we're going to start talking about this now because it's all about a choice. We all will have to make a choice between what's good and what's evil. Now, it's easy for a pastor to get up here and talk about those kinds of things, but I have to make those choices just like you do. We have to choose to do what's right or choose to do what's wrong. God, Jesus Christ, nor the Holy Spirit is going to make you do right. <laughs> you got to want to do right. Hello, somebody. You are in this flesh body, but he gave us something called free will. You have to freely make the choice to live right. That's why when I get up here and I talk about what's going on in the nation, I talk about it from the standpoint of the Bible, not from racism. Because we can attack racism all day long, but if you don't attack sin, you're wasting your time. Because it's sin that's the systemic evil in the world. Not racism. If you get rid of the sin, you won't have all this racism going on. Hello, somebody. See, but that's what we need to deal with. We need to deal with the root. And if you don't deal with the root, it's just going to pop back up somewhere else. So as the church, I have to view things from this as my filter, not my blackness. Not where I grew up. I grew up in, in hardcore places. I grew up around drug dealers. I, matter of fact, I could have became one myself. I thought about it. I grew up drinking and, 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 and getting high and, and all that other stuff, clubbing. I grew up doing all of that stuff. A lot of my, the guys that I grew up with in jail or dead. So I came from that kind of community. I know what's going on in my own community. I don't need somebody on Fox News or CNN telling me what's going on in my own community. The problem is me. We're our problem. <laughs> it's not race at all. Let me give you some Bible on this. It said righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. If you live right, you won't have to worry about all this stuff. All right, I know y'all don't like this kind of preaching, but I'm going to preach it anyhow because it's the truth. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and preach it anyway because this, this is the kind of preaching we need in this dark world. See, I'm not going to capitulate to what the culture wants just because it's easier. I'm not doing it. And I'm not here to make friends. I just want to make this clear. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to teach the gospel. Because, see, I'm going on up to glory. And while I'm gone, you're going to have to say, well, did he compromise on the word of God? And he said, no, not Pastor John. That brother was stiff-necked and going for it. He stood flat-footed and told us the truth, and that's what you need to hear, saints of God, is the truth. That's, that's it, truth, and I came to give you truth. Now, sometimes it, it don't feel good, but it'd be good for you. All right, so now, when true or truth begins to get distorted and there's no true distinction between what's right or wrong, it will inevitably lead to destructive behavior with devastating results. When truth and a lie becomes mixed, 
So let me give you another scripture here. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20. You can go ahead and put this in your notes. I'm going to go ahead and, and paraphrase. It says, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. I'm going to say that one more time. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. See, this happens when you eat from the wrong tree. Let's go back to the beginning for a second. We all know about the two trees that was in the garden. There was the tree of life, and there was the tree of knowledge of mixture. There was an amalgamation of evil and good. So if you have a tree that is a tree that has evil and good on it, when that tree produces fruit, that fruit is good and evil. You bite that fruit, you can't eat around the evil just to get to the good. You're going to eat evil and good at the same time. Now notice, this is the tree of knowledge. See, today people think that they can educate their way outside of God. That's why it's called the tree of knowledge. That's why the enemy will get you on what you think you know. And the moment you think you know more than God, i.e., I know how to run my own life. Well, how's that working out for you right now? That means you believe in this existentialist belief that I create my own meaning and value. Well, if you do that, there's no room for God because you're your own God because you're getting in touch with your inner self. You better go on with that, Oprah. Yeah, I came to stir up some stuff. I don't care. I'm not scared. Because if you start getting in touch with your inner self, you're getting in touch with your flesh. And your flesh is always going to lead you down the wrong road. I'm here to tell you that there are some distinction between holy and unholy, righteous, unrighteous, light, darkness, right, wrong, truth, lie. And if you don't know these distinctions, then you're going to be just as confused as the world. And if the church continues to capitulate to what the world wants, that's why the church is so confused right now. That's why you got whole denominations changing their bylaws so that they can please the world. And there's no power, there's no anointing, there's no healings going on in that place. Why? Because God is not in the house when you compromise on his standards. Talk to me, somebody. It's time for us to get mobilized and fired up about the truth and the reality of God. God, the Bible says, God changes not. Then who must do the changing? Somebody says, he's talking about me? He's talking about me too, because I got to do the changing, because I'm all screwed up. We all messed up. We all got issues. Ain't none of us all that holy. We all got stuff we're working through, amen? And if you're that holy, you need to be up here preaching, and I need to give you the mic. I'm just trying to work this thing out, saints of God. Amen. And you too, right? You're just trying to work this thing out. Things might not be going like you wanted to go. And sometimes when you pray to God, you know, he, it's like he's not listening. And you're looking for an answer. He hadn't given it to you. Oh, wait a minute now. Maybe that's just in my house. Huh? I don't know. I might not be in the right church. <laughs> you've been praying. You've been fasting. You've been giving. And God is quiet. <laughs> How do you continue to have faith when God is not talking to you? You need to go back and listen to my message on what do you do when you don't know what to do. Yeah. 
Yeah, because the man of God, he kept praying. See, when you don't know what to do, keep worshiping. When you don't know what to do, keep giving. When you don't know what to do, keep loving on people. Keep forgiving people. Keep going to church. Don't let nobody run you out the church. I can't stand when folks come out. I just don't like what she was wearing, so I'm going to a different church. Well, you need to get saved. You worrying about what somebody else is wearing. If you're that shallow of a Christian, you need to get good and saved. That's Alabama again, good and saved. I'm sorry, I went there, my bad. <laughs> so, so Apostle Paul says this in Romans chapter 8. He says, to be carnally minded is death. Carnally, car- carnal, carnal. Somebody say carnal. Do you realize that Christians are the only ones that be carnal? You, you can't be an unregenerate person that's not saved and be carnal because you're not saved. Did I say that too fast? <laughs> carnal. What's, what's carnality? Carnality is you want to walk like, talk like a Christian, but you have no depth. You, you can quote scriptures, but you can't untie them. Ain't nobody. What are you talking? I don't, I don't know. I just, I just saw it. All they know is God is good. And all the time. That's all they know. That's all they know. I get it on the elevator. How you doing? God is good. I know that. Do you have anything else in there? <laughs> Y'all met people like that. Hey, bro, how you doing? God is good all the time. And all the time he's good. Praise Jesus. Man, I, I just wanted to say hey. All that spiritual stuff. Hello. I would have liked, how are you? I'm fine. I'm doing good. I hope you are. Yes. That's a conversation. But all this old spookified spiritual hocus pocus, I'm a prophet kind of stuff. Man, what? You better go on with that mess. You better go on with all of that. Mm Mm-mm. See, you should know that I am a man of God before I even mention the name of Jesus. There should be something about your presence that people understand. You got something. There's something on your life. I don't know what it is. I can't quite figure it out yet, but there's something on your life. I'm talking about you right now. There's something on your life. There is a spirit on you. There is an anointing on you. There is power on you. And when people get around you, they know, ooh, there's something on that person's life. I just can't roll up on that person like I normally do. I'm telling you, it would just happen. It's people on my job, even before I left Bank of America. There's people come over, oh, you know, don't, don't talk like that because we're going around John's area. <laughs> it's like I got my own area roped off, <laughs> which I do. It's called the blood of Jesus. <laughs> Glory, right? So they come around my area, they stop cussing. Like I've never heard cuss words. I created cuss words. I was one of the best cussers. I can give you a whole sentence. All cuss words. Oh, every word is a cuss word. I used to do it. A lot. I had a potty mouth. My mouth was horrible. When she first met me, I was trying to clean up. She helped clean me up because, you know, I praise God. I thank God for my bride. Amen. <laughs> praise God. I was, I was going to hell for sure. <laughs> Some of the men of God here know what I'm talking about. See, God knows what kind of woman to give you. 
See, the reason a lot of these men want to get out is because they don't want their wife telling them what they should be doing. That's the hardest thing to take, ain't it, bro? <laughs> that's the hardest. I don't know why that's so hard for your, for your wife to say, you know, that, that's not right. And you go, yes, it is. <laughs> and see, when you, when you good and saved, somebody say good. When you good and saved, <laughs> see, when you go to Alabama, you guys will know how to communicate with people when you get there. When you good and saved, right, the Holy Spirit will get you. That's if you save. If you really save and know the Holy Spirit. You go and get alone, the Holy Spirit going to say, you know, boy, you better go back and apologize. I ain't doing that. No. <laughs> or if you like me, the Holy Spirit starts talking, I turn the radio up. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Just being honest. And then as soon as I get quiet somewhere, like in the bathroom, <laughs> here he comes. You know you need to go in and, and ask her to forgive you. I know, I know. Just so. And then when you do it, God blesses you. Amen? So I'm glad I got the woman I got. Amen? Be thankful for who you got. Amen? If you don't have anybody, wait on it. Though it tarry. Wait. <laughs> for it shall surely come. <laughs> but make sure that's what you want, boo-boo. <laughs> Marriage ain't easy. Yeah, praise God. So, so <laughs> well, all the single people say, hey. All the single people, hey. Hey, take your time. Take your time. Take your time. So it's, it's an amazing word. Okay, where's my time? Okay, it's an amazing word. Let me talk about the word carnal for a second because I think you need to understand the Greek understanding of the word carnal. It is the Greek word sarkikos. Sarkikos. S-A-R-K-E-E-K-O-S. Sarkikos. And this is what it means. Under the control of an animalistic appetite. Uh-huh, yes, yes. Under the control of an animalistic appetite, korkikos. But what's even more amazing about this word, it comes from the, the root Greek word, saroo, saroo, S-A-R-O-O, which means to sweep or to brush off. So let me put it together. So when you mix God's words with worldliness, you develop an animalistic appetite to where you brush off anything that represents God. Family come around, talk about God, you brush it off. I don't want to hear that. You go to church, I don't want to hear that. You brush that off too. Mm -hmm, you just brush it off. It don't mean anything. Somebody tell you, you know, you're not living right. You brush that off. You tell me what I, I, I do what I want to do. You just brush it off. You know what it is? And this, I'm talking about Christians. I ain't talking about people in the world. I'm talking about in the church. Yeah, let's make this clear. I'm talking about church folk, church people, who still want to go out and fornicate. You know, that's not, that's not, they must have tore that out of some Bible. But if I just read mine last night. It still was in there. It, it means sex outside of marriage. It's forbidden. It was forbidden in the beginning, and it's forbidden now. It did not change. Now, I know they glamorize it on TV now and on movies because that's the thing to do. Don't make it right just because they throw it in your face every day. And you know what these movies do? They deprogram you. They desensitize you so you think it's normal. That's the same thing happened with the gay movement. Now, you just, oh, it's just normal, isn't it? You can see it on animated movies now. It's just normal. They have transvestites on animated movies. See, some preachers won't even say transvestite from the pulpit. I don't know, like they're scared of something. But hey, 
Aren't we seeing this every day? But listen, just because I preach it don't mean I don't love people because I love them with all of my heart. But just because I love them doesn't mean I'm going to stop preaching what's right. See, when you understand that there's a distinction between male and female, then there's no ambiguity for me. God is not ambiguous. He said he created them a male. Man is ambiguous because man says, well, I don't like it, so I'm going to change it. So what they do, they brush off what God says. Let me give you something else that Apostle Paul says. I don't preach this strong, but Apostle Paul says, he said, what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? Apostle Paul is pretty clear. What is he doing? He's making a distinction of what's God and what's not. Okay? So, so, so I got to preach it like Apostle Paul because he taught the truth. And see, what Paul is saying is sometimes we got to break away from some people, some places, and some things if we're going to live right. And some of y'all got some friends. There's always yow-yow in your ears and pulling you into places you know you don't need to be there. And you need to cut them off. Anything that's going to keep you from following God, you got to cut them off. See, this has eternal consequences. Eternity is an awful long time. This has eternal consequences. So when you preach from the pulpit, you must know that the word that you preach, it's eternal. I ain't interested in making friends with you. I just want to save your soul. I just want you to be with me at the marriage supper of the Lamb because Jesus is coming back. And he's coming back for one kind of church. It doesn't matter if it's a mega church or if it's a church with ten folks in it. He's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but a holy church. A church that stands for godly principles. That's the kind of church he's coming back for. It doesn't matter how pretty the stained glass windows are, and I like stained glass. I do. But that doesn't, that doesn't faze God. God wants to know, can I find somebody on the earth with some faith? Can I find somebody on the earth that's willing to stand for my truth even in the midst of persecution? Can I find somebody on the earth who will be willing to tick off all of his family members just because he wants to stand for God? Can I find somebody on the earth who will say my name on your job? Can I find somebody to stand for me in these last days? Somebody say, he's talking about me now. See, sometimes you got to break away from stuff. John 2 says this. He said, they came out from us that it might be made manifest that they were not of us. For if they were of us, no doubt they would have continued with us. <laughs> Everybody that start with you are not going to finish with you. Somebody say, praise God. You'll learn this when you start a business. And all your family and friends are saying, oh, you know, that's a great idea. Ooh, when you start that business, you just call me up. I will be there to help you out. Man, you go through all the rigmarole and you get that business started. And you, and they're looking at the phone. Mm, I know they're going to want me to come to that business. 
And you can't find those friends that said that they were staying with you. I can't tell you how many folks told me in the lane, oh, I'm going to be right there when you guys start that church. I'll be right there with you. We couldn't find those people. Man, they were like, they went to Booker No Strippy. Y'all know what that is, right? That's next to Jew Pippy. Yeah, that's like way out there. Right? So we couldn't find them. So people who start with you ain't going to always finish with you. And sometimes there's people with you to get you started that's not meant to end with you. And see, sometimes we start holding on to people and places and things when God is trying to take them away. And that in some relationships, God is trying to get you out of it, but you keep. Oh, but I love him. That ain't love. I tell you, that ain't nothing about a fist in the face is love. Can I just be real for a minute? That ain't no love. Okay, y'all. <laughs> uh, no, I'm trying to get back to my message because if I jump out there, I ain't coming back. I ain't coming back. I ain't coming back. I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to be good. Calling evil good and good evil. It sounds a little bit like this, saints of God, and I'm wrapping up. There's nothing wrong with telling a little lie, right, Pastor? Come on, it's almost truth. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it's like today, it's almost like you can be a little pregnant. Either, either the doctor says, you're pregnant. A lie is <laughs> a lie. It's non-truth. So, yeah, if you tell a lie, then I know who your daddy is. Jesus says, uh, yeah, I know who your daddy is. <laughs> he told the Pharisees, your daddy is the devil because he is a liar and he was a liar. <laughs> he hadn't changed. So if you're lying, I know who your daddy is. All right, y'all said, move on, Pastor. I'm moving. I'm moving. I know that was hard. I know. I know. I know. I know. Let me give you another one. Okay. Um, it's okay, Pastor, if, um, you know, I got a little something, something on the side. You know, I know I'm married, but she ain't pleasing me. So, Pastor, I should be able to get pleasure, right? I want to keep my marriage. I love her. Well, love should have kept your britches up. So let me ask you guys this then, ponder me this. Because it's socially accepted outside, but let me ask you something. That shouldn't matter, right? It shouldn't matter that, you know, you can have a little something, something on the side. You take care of your wife and your kids, but you got something on the side. That shouldn't matter, right? It shouldn't matter, right? Right? right. See, right and wrong. That's, that's the difference. That shouldn't matter, right? Wrong. That, right and wrong. Right? Because if that's okay, then as a pastor, right? Because you can't do nothing. I am not supposed to be doing, right? Right? So as a pastor, close your ears, boo. <laughs> See, because I say this, she start raising up, and then it'll be, it'll be me. <laughs> I ain't lying. 
<laughs> I was like, all my life I had to fight. <laughs> I had to fight my uncles. I had to fight my brothers. I'm sorry, y'all got to watch Color Purple to understand that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did, I did. My bad. So let's just say, saints of God, it's, um, it should be okay for the pastor. You know, me and my wife not kicking it. So, I mean, if I just go out a couple times, I mean, it won't be much, maybe five, six, maybe 12 times. <laughs> and, but I love her, and I pastor, and I preach the word of God to you. That shouldn't matter, right? Wrong. Right? Wrong. There is a difference. There's right, and there's wrong. See, that's why I don't believe in moral relativism. This is what moral relativism is. It means something can be right for you, but it does not have to be right for me. Then that means there's no absolute truth. I believe in absolute truth. Absolutely. And this is why. Because the same person who says that to you, which is usually an atheist or an agnostic, because ag agnosticism is people who they just don't know what they believe. They're confused. Most atheists are agnostic. They just don't know what they are. And we need to help them as Christians. Say, no, you're not an atheist. You're agnostic. Yeah, yeah, maybe I'm more agnostic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on in. You're more agnostic, right? Because there is a, there's something out there, right? Yeah, yeah, there might be something. Well, you're agnostic. You're not an atheist. An atheist believe that there's nothing out there, which I don't understand if there's nothing out there. Why do they spend so much resources trying to prove that there's nothing when there's nothing out there? Why, why, why does something, a cross, a symbol, a cross matter so much to you if you don't believe God exists? Just leave us alone. But they can't because what's driving atheism is systemic evil called Satan. So, so listen, so absolutes, there are absolutes. There's clear right and wrong, saints. We got to know this. We got to teach our children right and wrong. When we raise them up, if we hold back the rod, I know this cuts against the grain of what they're trying to teach us today, but I, the Bible is clear. It says if you spare the rod beating that rear end, let me just be clear, you spoil the child, which means the child will grow up with no right or wrong. They have a problem, and it's not them. It's the parents. The parents are the problem. That's why when you go to school, who's the school, school teacher? What the school teachers are? The school teachers will tell you. The problem is not the kids. It's the parents. Because you want the boy, you came that close to seeing Jesus, boy. <laughs> See, because I grew up as one of those kinds of parents. If you're in my house, there are there's right, there's wrong in my house. Now, I don't care what the psychologists and the professors are trying to say about these free-range kids, because every free-range child I ever ran across, they have no discipline. Right? They just crazy. They don't know right or wrong. Why do you think all these young people are trying to join ISIS? They don't know right from wrong. That's why. It's appealing to them. But they're going to hell. You, how you going to go to heaven going over there to kill people? That just don't, that defies all logic. Just, I mean, just what? Just a week ago, young black 19-year-old girl from Mississippi arrested because she wanted to go join ISIS. What's wrong with black folks? What is wrong with us? We done lost our minds. Okay, I'm sorry. I just, 
let me go back. Right or wrong, absolute truth. So when an agnostic person says there are no absolutes, you ask them this question, are you absolutely sure? Did you get it? Got it? That's it. There are no absolutes, Pastor. Are you absolutely sure about that? Yes, then that's an absolute. How can you be absolutely sure about something unless there's some absolutes? Because one thing about me, I am absolutely sure that God created the heavens and the earth. Absolutely. Why? Because I wasn't there when he did it. And neither were you. How would we even know that the earth was called earth unless we read the Bible? How would we even know that the cosmos of heaven was heaven unless we read Genesis? Where would those words come from? Where words come from the word. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. All things were created by what? The word. Next Sunday, we're going to talk about, and God said. What did he say? He gave a word. And he's commanding us to give words. Because words create. Even in your own house, you can create a good child by your words. Or you can create a criminal by your words. Or the lack thereof. You withhold love from a child and watch what that child is going to do. The biggest problem with our teenagers is the lack of love. We're too busy pointing fingers and we need to love on them. I try to understand them. Why, why do you wear your britches like that? See, that's what I want to what, what, what is it by me looking at your, like we said in Bama, looking at your drawers, boy? I know you guys are politically correct. You say underwear. I don't see underwear. I see drawers. All right. <laughs> let's go ahead and pray. So there's right and there's wrong. Uh, was this all right? All right. Give him a praise in Jesus' name. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number three, dot org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.